Hey there, it's Stacy. As we go through this podcast, I want to share with you some of my story. And I thought I would start with a powerful word that I received from the Lord that really put my life in perspective. And, um, you know, so often we have experiences in life that can, at the time, be very painful or um, you might be disillusioned about something that's happened. And then later, in a different perspective, with God's perspective, you're able to see it in a whole different way. So what I do in my coaching is, and it's called Clarity Unleashed, and you can see more at clarityunleashed.com, is I work with women who want to understand and know their purpose. And part of that is just self-discovery and really getting to know your personality, really getting to know your, what motivates you. And um, you might hear my bunny in the background, by the way. This is my life. Welcome. So it's, it's, it's going through some assessments and some coaching along those lines. It's, it's what I do and have done in my career professionally, and it's what I want to do now as a ministry. Um, so part of my, that clarity unleashed, that the term is, is I got that from my own experience of, of God just giving me this clarity. So I want to tell you a story about how that happened. And it started back when I was a senior in high school. I'd already been accepted to college. I'd already um, decided what I wanted to do for the next chapter of my life then and where I wanted to go. And didn't know what I was going to major in, but I knew it would be business related. And that was about where I was. So I was in Fort Rucker, Alabama. And I remember driving down the road one day. I was in the passenger seat. And my dad at the time was stationed in Fort Rucker and there that's the home of army aviation there are fields you just drive past fields there and see men and women out piloting helicopters and um, that's just the lifestyle there so we were driving somewhere and i was in the passenger seat and we passed by this field and, and there they were the soldiers out there doing their thing and flying helicopters and in a split second i just remember vividly even now at my age, I remember myself then in that car, I can see it and I can see this, the sun shining and it was just a really bright light, almost like um, you needed to just close your eyes. And I, I just remember closing my eyes in the sun and just feeling really happy. And in that moment, I knew that I needed to alter my college career. In that moment, I just, I don't remember an audible word, but I remember knowing. I just remember, I just know that I had this understanding that I needed to join Army ROTC. I needed to become a soldier. And that was very strange for me. Not that I didn't enjoy growing up as an Army brat. I did. I, I loved the experience. I had just never considered myself, even though... Many, many of my cousins and people in my family were either Navy or Army. We, were, we have a rich military heritage and service heritage, but I just hadn't seen that for myself. But in that moment, I did, and it was so clear to me, and it gave me, it, it just changed me so much so that I, I didn't, I don't recall being confused about it at all. I just knew I needed to alter my um my course registration and I did. I enrolled and moved things around and enrolled in Army ROTC and decided 
that I just needed to make it even more official and just get a scholarship because I knew that's what I needed to do. And if it was what God intended, I would get a scholarship and I did. And I started going down this path and it was very um, difficult and it was, it just pushed me to my limits. It was overwhelming at times, physically, um, emotionally draining. It was challenging. It was, it was just amazing what I learned. And um, I just tried in everything that I did. I remember being just one of a handful of women in my battalion. I just remember trying to do everything the guys could do just because I wanted to be, um, to earn their respect and be part of that team. And it was a, it was a time like that. And, and I did feel that, um, in, in that in those years. But what happened was, in my junior year of college, things just started, um, they just went downhill for me. I, I hurt my leg, ended up having a recurring stress fracture and injury that ultimately did not heal and kept me out of uh, my, it kept me out of my commissioning. I, I lost my army scholarship after many months of trying to heal and going through different um, programs with the ROTC unit at the time. They were very patient as I tried to get better, but it just didn't happen. So that was a huge discouraging time for me. And I just remember um, after having to drop out of ROTC when that uh, dream was not gonna be realized and that path was no longer an option, I just remember sitting in that and being so depressed because I on the one hand, had that clear picture, I thought, from God of, of what, what my future was going to be and what I needed to do, and that he wanted me to, to be a warrior, and I was unsuccessful. So I was, I, I, you know, I assume I was ashamed of it. I thought I had failed, but I thought it was, um, I didn't understand why he would lay something out so clearly to me and then just take that away. I just didn't get it. And, and I, I moved forward for the next, I would even say 20-ish years of just being in a place that I wasn't quite um, myself and that I, I, I was not, um, I never stopped believing in God, but I was very confused about his message to me. So time has passed in my life and clearly I'm not in college anymore. I'm, I'm approaching 50. And in the past few years, two to three years, I've gone through some difficult personal um, transitions. And in that time, I could do nothing more than to really reach out to God again fully and ask Him to make my way clear. And um, in that process, this word started coming up for me. And it was this word that ultimately led me to want to study Hebrew, the Hebrew language, which has ultimately led me to being in seminary and pursuing this um, more spiritual consulting and counseling and um, this path that I'm on to, to shepherd others more officially in ministry. So this word kept popping up and it, it, it showed up in different um, email devotionals that I had subscribed to. It showed up in a video that I watched 
that was a random ad that popped up on Facebook. It showed up in a book that I was reading. And so in just these different ways, it started popping up. And it, the word is Azer. And I, I, as I started to study that word, I found that it was used very infrequently, only 21 times in Scripture. And when it's used in Scripture, it is used to describe God's help. For example, in Psalm 121, it's, you'll recognize this. Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2, I lift my eyes toward the mountains. Where will my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So help uh, is used most of these 21 times to describe the help that Israel seeks from God. And in other places, it's, it's used as a term for uh, protection, as in a shield that protects. It's used to describe God that comes to um, his people's aid. It, so it's used as helper, aid, protection, shield. Um, in another verse in Ezekiel, we see it used as troops. It's translated as troops. It says, I will scatter all the attendants who surround him and all his troops or military helpers to every direction of the wind and I will draw a sword to chase after them. So it's this word that just embodies this help that God provides to his people. Interestingly, it's also used in Genesis to describe God's purpose for woman. It is this word that is inaccurately translated to help meet. This word, azer, that has been used in all other contexts to describe a very powerful form of help from a savior is, is used in Genesis to describe the purpose of God creating woman out of man to correspond to him and to help him. So Azer in Genesis 2, 18 and 20 is used along with the word connecto. Azer connecto, and that is translated to be a corresponding help, a corresponding support. It's like if you picture standing in front of a mirror and you see this other part of you in front of you. It's in front of you, against, in front of, corresponding to is how that word is described. I'll link you to some of my um, information that I found online and, and you can look at it just like I am in the interlinear and, and see for yourself and do a word study. But isn't it phenomenal? It's phenomenal to me. It's earth shattering to me. And you know why it's really earth shattering is as I researched this word and saw this mighty help, I learned that Azer and its root word, Azar, which is used only about 70 other times, 75 times, this help is, is often um, a mighty military style help. When warriors rise up to help others, it's, it's Azer. When God rises up to shield and protect his people, it's Azer. In 2 Chronicles 14, we see, Lord, there is no one besides you to help the mighty and those without strength. 
Help us, Lord, our God, for we depend on you, and in your name we've come against this large army. Lord, you are our God. Do not let a mere mortal hinder you. And in Ezra 8, we see, I did this because I was ashamed to ask the king for infantry and cavalry to protect us from enemies during the journey. So here it is, this, this image, this military might, this help that comes to the aid of people. And this is the promise and the purpose that God intends for woman. How amazing to know that. How amazing for me in that moment to realize that when I was in that car in the sunlight with that realization, what I, what I understood as being a, a leader, a military leader, becoming an officer, um, that, that purpose it truly is, I believe, the intent of that verse in Genesis, that mighty help, the help to the one that we correspond to. God, I, I believe now, has revealed to me exactly where I was at that point and what he intended for me. And I know that, although what how I translated that into my life and how I used that to to then go through that chapter where I was in ROTC and did want to be an army officer and I learned so much and it has helped my entire life, the training and the experiences that I had there, they've shaped me. Um, I do not doubt, uh, and I didn't doubt then, but I don't doubt now, the leadership capability that women have in any given scenario. Um, my The way that I've utilized my leadership skills is different than other women and leadership can be demonstrated and influence can be demonstrated in a variety of ways but to go back to Genesis and take a look at how why we're here as women on earth God God did something interesting and and when you read the when you read Genesis in Hebrew I'm just gonna leave you with this picture when you go back and take a look, because this word led me to a deeper word study, and I looked at Genesis 1, 2, and 3 in the Hebrew language, and I see Adam in Genesis 3 is the first time in Hebrew that the word Adam is a proper noun, capital A, Adam. In Genesis 1 and 2, Adam is lowercase with a definite article in front of it, and it is the human. It can also be translated to mankind or humankind. The definite article drops in the third chapter of Genesis when the proper name Adam comes to town. Before that, on the earth, it is the human. And in Genesis 1, when God creates the human, and we see that human is made in God's image, fully male, fully female. Those words, zakar, for male, the masculine image of God and Nekebah, the feminine nature of God, that full image of God was placed in the human. And then in Genesis 2, all of the other animals have corresponding partners. There's a male and a female. And then there's this human God created who's both male and female. Until Genesis 2, when God says, you know, I said it was good. And now I'm going to make it better. 
and I will take from this human and I will create woman. So Adam creates out of, God creates from Adam, he creates this other human. And at the point that God brings her to the man, it is at that point that Adam becomes man, Ish, and woman, Isha. And man looks at her and he says, you are bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. He knows her because she was part of him. They were together. And now they see, they know who they are. And together, male and female, they, they still walk out their purpose, which was dominion over the creation. God gave them dominion over the creation. And they're walking that out together. And when they are together, male and female, that is the closest that they can get to combining and, and creating that full image of God in our human form. And I believe that that's suddenly that, that next verse, which is about marriage, that's, it made so much more sense to me looking at it in Hebrew because marriage is that choice for male and female to reunite and two, where one became two, two becomes one. And that reunification of two believers, male and female, becomes, again, the closest we can get on earth to representing God's image and that relationship that he would intend for us to understand. That's the closest we can get to it, a marriage between two believers. And as I've walked in this season through divorce, as I am walking through divorce, that promise is evident to me in Genesis. That picture of a right relationship is evident to me. And it's not just marriage. That image of male and female, each containing part of the image of God, being able to work together as, as he gave dominion to both male and female, we walk that out in every single aspect of our lives, whether it's privately or corporately, um, in our professions and churches and life. When male and female come together and sit at the table, we are able to represent different aspects and different, uh, we bring different things to the table. And that's why decisions that are made together and vision that's cast together is so much more holistic and beneficial. When voices are heard from male and female, it's more holistic. So, wow, I, I just wanted to share that because it's such a, a, it was a landmark moment for me and it's one that I still struggle to comprehend and I'm sure will gain even more clarity on as I keep walking forward. But I want to share that with you because I would just challenge you to look at your life in, in those terms. Just think about some of the things that maybe even were disappointments to you early in life and really think about what that, how, those, how God has redeemed those situations and the truths that he has shown you as a result. That hindsight that we have in our spiritual lives, in our connection with the Holy Spirit, in our connection with Jesus. Those moments are what gives us just that glimpse of the perfection that he, um, that he used to create everything and that perfection that awaits us after we leave these earthly bodies.
that hindsight brings with it a peace, that peace that passes understanding. That is where I got that peace. When I walked through the storm, it was I was grounded and knowing that God's purpose for me has always been and that it's just it's it's my my job to connect with him and he's going to give me the next step in my journey and that it's going to be good because if he did all of that without me even realizing it and he's put those pieces together for me and blessed me with that realization I just can't even wait for additional years to pass in my life so I can see the work that he does not only in me but the work that he's doing all across the world as he's uniting the body of Christ and raising up people who are willing to speak his word and see his truth we are uniting in the body of Christ and we will be able to do wonderful things the things that he's planned for us abundantly more than anything we could ever expect so I leave you with that I look forward to talking to you soon have a great day